Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the No Contest Podcast. It's been such a long time since we last uploaded. We last uploaded in August 2022 for the Edwards versus Usman 2. And then that fight just wrapped up their third fight. So now we thought it's a perfect time to jump right back into it. We got a great fight coming up. And we want to be consistent. We want to post on TikTok, Spotify, Instagram. And actually our TikTok page was kind of gaining some traction. We had over 350 followers and over 22,000 likes since we last posted on it. Um, even though we haven't been as active through our pages, we've still been following the sport, uh, you know, watching all the matchups that have unfolded, all the new champions we now have, and we think it's a good time to get back into it now that you know our school semester is wrapping up, we're going to have a little bit more time, and this is a really interesting matchup this weekend between two top bantamweights in Marlon Vera and Corey Sanhagen, and this is a really interesting matchup because the winner of this could likely fight for the championship next. Yeah, um, for sure. If either man wins definitely they can be put right into that top picture. Bantamweight's such a weird division because you have the number one contender not wanting to fight the champion because he, their best friends. And Marab is by far the number one contender now. Uh, he's on an insane fight win streak. I think it's like eight or nine fights. Just starched Peter Jan like it was nothing. Uh, totally dominated him for five rounds. And, um, you know, so this fight between Corey Sanhagen and Marlon Vera has a lot on the table. Marlon Vera, if he wins this, will be on a five-fight winning streak. Corey Sanhagen get another win over top competition. So let's just jump right into it. Yeah, so like you were saying, it's kind of an uh, interesting situation since the number one doesn't want to fight the champion, champion doesn't want to fight the number one. Uh, you could also throw another wrench into this whole plan because Cejudo's coming back. Yep. And, you know, he's not even in the rankings, but we all know he's one of the top fighters in the UFC. Yeah. Um, pound for pound, one of the top five, honestly. Yeah. And the other thing that we got going is a lot of these top contenders have been fighting one another and beating one another. You know, Piotr Jan was supposed to be the champion. This guy was going to be really tough to beat. But now we have Sean O'Malley winning a really close decision. Rob dominating him. So there's a lot of room for movement, even like for a guy like Rob Font, who hasn't looked as good as, as of late. Mm-hmm. Even though he's six, the movement of the division allows him to possibly get one or two good fights and jump yeah. up there. And Corey Sanhagen and Marlon Vera are both three and five. So those guys are definitely like one or two fights away from the championship. I think for Marlon Vera's case, I think he's definitely one fight away. If he beats Corey Sanhagen in impressive fashion, I think there's no way they're denying him a title shot. Or they probably give him that Sean O'Malley fight back, whatever it is. Because then he'd be on a five-fight winning streak, cruising through Rob Fon, Frankie Edgar, just knocked the hell out of Dominic Cruz in his last fight. So if he gets through Corey Sanhagen, which which is a really good fighter in himself... Uh, Tyler shot for sure, but uh, so let's just break it down the fight. Uh, I'm gonna try to go over Corey Sanhagen. So Corey Sanhagen, tall, lanky striker, kind of reminds you of a little more diverse Sean O'Malley. He definitely spices up a lot more knees, uh, elbows, and in his last fight against Song Yudong, it was a tough fight for the first three four rounds. Song Yudong hits like a truck, um, but it ended due to doctor stoppage from a nasty elbow that Corey Sanhagen gave Song Yudong. So those those statistics were um, 94 to 54 significant strikes for Corey Sanhagen. And Corey Sanhagen also threw in takedowns. That was something that we haven't seen before where he tried to take Song Yudong down about three or four times, you know, just mixing it up. And uh, now he's fighting uh, Marlon Vera this uh, weekend's main event. So uh, you want to go over Marlon Vera? Yeah, so for Marlon Vera, we all know he's in a really hot streak here. He's beating all these guys, Davey Grant, Frankie Edgar, Rob Fon, Dominic Cruz, like you mentioned. Uh, the thing that I think is most impressive about him is how he's developed his game, his tools. Yeah. He seems to be really precise. You know, he's like a sniper now, of the type of fighter he is. He's really patient. He kind of figures you out, even though he starts out a little slow, which you know is something we're gonna cover against yeah. Carl Sang because he just goes crazy right out the gate. Yeah. Um, but Marlon Vera, like I was saying, he really starts out slow, but once he figures you out, man, you're pretty much done for. That's happened in the last three fights against Frankie Edgar, where Edgar was definitely beating him, was controlling him on the ground, 
And then once he found that shot, you know, that up kick just knocked him flat out. Yeah. Then Rob fought close fight. I thought that he definitely was a better fighter. But the way he fought, you know, slowly kind of made it a little bit interesting towards the end where you're like, you don't know if the judges might give the fight yeah. actually to Rob just by round-by-round round breakdown. But, you know, Marlon Vera definitely caused a lot of damage in that fight. Knocked down Rob Font three times. And Dominic Cruz, another fight where it started out really slow for him. But Dominic Cruz was looking really good, which, you know, has looked really good as of late. Yes. Aside that knockout. But, um... Yeah, so even though he starts out slow, once he figures it out, he starts causing big damage. And over his last three fights, he has seven knockdowns, so and six in his last two. Yeah. So I, it's going to be really interesting to see against the guy in Corey Sanhey who really doesn't get knocked down. He's known for his chin and for being able to you know, take a lot of damage and you know, dish it out. Yeah, that's definitely something to cover is uh, Monvero's knockdowns. I just saw a thing the other day. He is, he is the bantamweight holder for most knockdowns in his career. He has 10, and he has seven in his last three fights. So that's insane to think about. He just found the, he's like one of those fighters that you know he just found the way to put it all. It together. It took him a while to get there, yeah. but now he's putting it all together. He's really a threat. Yeah, and he has a great chin. He has really good defense. He you know doesn't rarely ever get hit clean like where it stuns him. I don't think I've ever seen him stun. And he can mix. He has a good ground game. He mixes some submissions as well. So uh, that's definitely going to play into the factor against this fight. Like you said, Corey Sanding and just jumps out and tries to overload you. We saw that in him his fight against P- Peter Yan. You know that first round. I mean, he just tried overloading Peterion's system. He threw, I think it was like 49 significant strikes landed, something around there. So I think this fight, it's dangerous for both guys because I feel like Corey Sanhagen can overload him for like two or three rounds, landing a ton of shots. But by the fourth or fifth round, it's now he's, you know, he figured you out. He's going to try to hit you with his kicks. And he has some of the fastest spinning kicks and they have- Most creative too. Like you don't know where they're going to come from. They could be a crane kick, a spinning back kick, anything. He's got it. Um, one thing I think is going to be a big key for both fighters, I mean, depending on who you're rooting for, but if you're rooting for Corey Sanhagen, you're going to want him to push early. You know, it might be a little bit dicey towards the later rounds, but if you can secure that first, second round, you know, you really have a good chance of winning as long as you could, you know, take one of those last three. Um, as for Marlon Vera, you know, similar to Piotr Jan, you kind of wish he'd start out a little bit faster, but that's just like kind of how he fights. You know, he yeah. wants to figure you out first and then he wants to cause the damage later on. Which against like a guy like Sanhagen, you really don't want to do because he's going to have the chin. He's going to be tough to put away. And I'm not saying Marlon Vera can't do it, but I'm just saying it's going to be very difficult. You don't want to rely on, you know, you're there in the fourth, fifth round losing the fight. And now you're praying that you head kick him into oblivion when it might not happen. Corey Sanhagen is a smart fighter. He's got to know if that situation comes to happen. He's got to know to avoid any big shots and, you know, fight smart. Yeah, and looking at Corey Sanhagen's last few fights, he fought um, Song Yudong, close fight, but he ended up finishing him, or Dr. Stoppage. Uh, before that, he fought Peter Yan in a good fight. I mean, it's not like it was just a one-sided domination. The last few rounds, obviously, went to Peter Yan. But again, showing that he's one of the top strikers in the division. Then that controversial loss to TJ Dillashaw, which many believe he won, including myself. I thought he won. Inflicted enormous amounts of damage on TJ Dillashaw, tearing his knee, cutting up his face. And then before that, he absolutely destroyed Frank Yeager with one of the best knockouts I've ever seen live. And then before that, obviously, KO'd Marlon Vera, I mean, Marlon Mariah. So this is obviously one of those fires that can put you away as well at any given moment. Um, so like you were saying, for Marlon Vera, it's about picking shots right in the later rounds. Because in the first few rounds, I think those are most definitely going to go to Corey Sanhagen. Because he's just going to try to overload the system, punch him a lot, actually. And I want to see him mix it up because... When Marlon Vera knows what you're doing, it's over for you. Like, Dominic Cruz is just going to the head. I well, mean, you saw it. Dominic Cruz was definitely fighting a great fight. He was being smart, technical, like he always is. And then all of a sudden, that third round, everything he was landing was bombs. And, like, he was picking his shots really well. He doesn't throw a whole lot. It's, like, a strike here and there. But when he 
throws him, he makes him count. Oh, and yeah. He knocked down Cruz three times in a fight where Cruz in the first two rounds was looking phenomenal. Yeah, and it felt like everything he throws now, it feels like they have the touch of death. Like, Cruz, you felt like he was winning the fight, but you're like, oh, my God, if Marlon Vera lands oh, a check left hook or, you know, the kick to the head, he's going down. But the thing with Corey Sandhagen is he needs to, I think, mix it up because he needs to go to his kicks. He needs, he needs to go to Marlon Vera's legs. He needs to go to his body. He needs to go to his head. Overloaded were, like, Marab did to Jan where he had no idea what was coming, you know, especially with that grappling threat. And I would definitely like to see Corey Sandhagen throw in those takedowns because if Marlon Vera is having to worry about his legs and then his body, and then he's trying to defend his head and then Corey Sandhagen shoots in a takedown as well on top of that, he's not going to be able to find that knockout shot like he's done in previous fights before. Mm-hmm. No, and um, I'm looking at the stats here. They're very similar fighters in a lot of ways. Like I know their style's not exactly similar, but yeah. when you look at their average fight time, very similar, 12 minutes, 11 minutes, same reach, same weight. Even the same age almost. Uh, yeah. Same stance. Uh, strikes land per minute. Vera 4.2. Corey 6.1. The one thing I like looking at that it's kind of telling is Marlon Vera only lands 4.28 strikes per minute, but he absorbs five. Yeah. So, so it shows that he's very selective in his shots. Yeah, he's taking more yeah. than he's given out, but he's still managing to put wins together, which yeah. just shows he might take some of the hits early on, but as I'm saying, he's going to make his count more than the opponent's. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if you want to talk more like of Sanhagen's ways of winning, and then yeah. you talk about Vera's. Yeah, I think um the main way I see Sanhagen win this fight is like I said before, he just needs to overload the system. Vera and Jan, these guys are like computers. They need to die, you know, get the data and then find out how they're gonna finish you. I think if Sanhagen can bank those early first three rounds, overloading his system with shots of the legs, body, head, kicks. I mean, Marlon Vera is a great fighter. He'd mix it up too, but. We can't forget Sanhagen does the exact same thing very well. Hits hard. Knees coming out of nowhere. I mean, he loves flying knees. I feel like every single fight he's in, he at least tries to do that one time now. Did it against Yan. Tried to do it against Song Yudong. And especially his kicks, too, are great. So if he does that and mix in takedowns, which he said he's been adding to his game, is his wrestling, I think he can definitely get get the job done on, on Vera. I'm looking at him trying to get a decision. And I, I'd be very surprised if he finishes Vera. And if he does, I think that warrants a title shot then. Yeah. And, I mean, another thing I have to say for Sanhagen, too, it, even if it gets dicey in the late, later rounds, like I said, again, um, I think you just really want to get that first and second round. Oh, yeah, for you sure. Only, you could pace yourself. Because as we've seen, Jan and Vera, they're very similar. They'll throw, like, 10 strikes in the round, and they're happy with that, mm-hmm. as long as they're just picking you up. If I'm Sanhagen, I'm taking the first and even second round a little bit easy. Not going to show them everything I got. Maybe just jab away a little bit. Nothing special. You'll take the round, because they're not going to do much back to you. Yeah. And... You know, once you got that, then you can start being yourself more. You know, applying your game plan, uh, pressuring whatever you got to do to you know get ahead. Um, as for Vera, I think he just ideally, if I was a Vera fan, I'm rooting for him. I'd say start off earlier. He's got a great chin. He seems to have great cardio. So I don't know if it's like you know he has to really start off slow. Um, I guess a guy like Sanhagen, you should probably start a little bit early with the damage, considering he's got a great chin, um, and like. I, don't know, I just think if you're a Vera fan, you want him to start off hot. You want him first, second round, at least do some work. May get 15, 20 strikes if you can because, I mean, that would be over 100. And looking at Vera's stats, it's pretty rare when he gets over 100. I mean, I know he did against Font because he was piecing him up. Oh, yeah. But other Font than that, it's pretty up, rare because against Dominic Cruz in three rounds, he gets 60 strikes. So if you, by the third round, he's around 40, 50, you're in an excellent spot where you might have caused some damage piece them up a little bit, and maybe taking one or two of those rounds if you can. Yeah, for sure. And for Corey Stanley, like I was saying, he needs to diversify his striking output because if you're just – like look what happened to Rob Font. Rob only goes to his head. 
And Marlon Vera knew that. So he's not worrying about his body. I mean, there's some good body shots in there, but he's not worrying about his body or legs. Corey Sanding needs to make Marlon Vera worry about every single thing that's coming at him. Not all knockouts, but to where he can't think, okay, is he going for my body, my legs, my head? Is it going to be a flying knee? Or is he perhaps going to go for a takedown? I, like Takedowns totally changed the game because Jan was known for this, okay, um, he's going to you know download the data and he's going to pick you apart later in the rounds. But when, you're, when the system is being overloaded like the computer, it cannot process fast enough. So that's what I think Corey Sanhagen needs to do to Marlon Vera. I'm, I'm a Sanhagen fan, if you guys haven't told me. Um, I'm just worried about you know that power that Vera possesses because, I mean, Sanhagen has been knocked down by Jan. He, has, he was definitely not you know totally rocked, but he definitely felt the power of Song Yadong. So that's something I don't want um, Sanhagen, you know, once he gets hit, don't go right back into the fire. Like how, you know, a lot of fighters want to do. Yeah. And for Vera, I think, like as I said again, uh, he should start off early. Start the action a little sooner. You know, don't wait off till the third round to get going. And because I think he's like a computer, like you said. He's in the third, fourth, fifth round. He's going to put it all together. He's going to start landing his shots. If he can start off earlier, he's going to have a dominant decision, I think. So... I mean, in my eyes, Vera's going to do very well. Uh, if Song Yadong, who's not the most diverse striker, he's really just a power puncher, is landing good shots and hurting Sanhagen, I think Vera can certainly do that with his kicks, his elbows, the mixture of you know strikes he has. Um, really just starting early is his key to winning. All right, so we I, we pretty much covered it all. Um, tile picture, you know, breaking down the fight. So let's give our official predictions right now. I'm going to go with Sanhagen. I'm going to go with him by a unanimous decision. And I'm going to go Vera via a 3-2 decision. Uh, the only thing I'm scared about is you know him starting off slow, and I think he will. But I think he'll get it done with the damage. All right. So uh, that's it for this breakdown. Um, we're going to cover uh, you know April's UFC 287, I believe it is. 287, yes, uh, between Alex Pereira and Izzy. And then you know, we'll also make a probably a post-fight recap of Marlon Vera versus Sanhagen after this and looking at the top picture where they're going to go after that. Guys, make sure to check out our TikTok, our Instagram and everything we have, uh, we're going to put finally a lot of effort behind this, you know, this channel and this page.